0: Now, in 1996, my next guest became the first Muslim woman in the country to publicly disclose her HIV status. Since then, Fakhmida Miller has gone on to become a leading activist in HIV and AIDS awareness and is the first founder of the support group Positive Muslims. And I'm delighted to say uh, that she joins us tonight to share her story with us. Uh, Fakhmida, great to have you on. Thank you so much uh, for spending time with us tonight.
1: Good evening, or should I say almost good morning. Good morning. Very nearly Good morning. <laughs>
0: just tell us some the the point at which you were diagnosed what was your your first reaction did you know about hiv what knowledge did you have what were your feelings
1: in that moment 1994 right no you can imagine people didn't talk about hiv at all Mm. and in fact they would rather talk about aids as a death sentence a curse and i myself i didn't know much about the disease So literally, I knew nothing about it. All I knew was from what I've heard what other people would say, if you have AIDS, you're going to die like tomorrow. So that was just my basic knowledge of this disease.
0: And how long was it before you told anybody else, presumably your family?
1: For me, it was much easier to kind of tell strangers instead of my own family. Um, Because for me, I felt like I have brought the stigma upon, you know, my family, and um, I was very much afraid that my parents would reject me. Mm. Because, like I say, people didn't talk about it, and um, I mean much older people themselves didn't know much about it. So I took quite a while, I would say a few months, before I eventually built up the courage to inform my mom and my dad.
0: Was there a concern as to how you'd you'd contracted uh, contracted the illness? Because, of course, there is so much stigma uh, around not just uh, around HIV, but around uh, how individuals contract the disease, um, and, mm-hmm. and that stigma continues, of course, to this day.
1: Yeah. Look, even today, thirty years or later, I always say it's not HIV that is killing us. Okay. It's a virus that is, um, you know, I always say HIV is a virus. Stigma is a deadly disease. Mm. And that is why I say it's, it's not HIV that's killing us. It's that stigma attached to it. So yes, of course, people judge me. They pushed me away. They rejected me. But when I started sharing my story on how I contracted my HIV status, Then they said, oh, well, then we need to be compassionate. We need to be helpful. We need to be supportive because I was married when I contracted my HIV virus. Mm -hmm. And at the point in time, like I say, you know, when I got married, I didn't know that my then husband was infected. I mean, you, you couldn't see it. You cannot see HIV unless you go for an HIV test. It is only that um, after seven months of marriage that he passed away, mysteriously, I would say. Doctor just tells me, no, he had a heart attack. That is how he supposedly died. But um, he actually died of HIV-related diseases. Mm. Mm. And I remember at the time he also had TB. But like I say, you know, 1994, you don't think of things like that.
0: Of course. Hmm. What gave you the courage to disclose your status publicly?
1: I must be honest with you. um, After I was diagnosed, like I say, um, I would hear a lot of stories, you know, about people living with HIV, dying of AIDS. And I felt sad how they were rejected by their families. And I couldn't openly, you know, speak up and say, but you know what? HIV is not a death sentence. You can live along with it. But even my own family themselves, of course they didn't know about me being infected, but they made really crude and, uh, I would say, rude jokes about people living with HIV. Mm. And I think that gave me the courage to finally, after I disclosed to my parents, I told them, you know, I can no longer keep quiet. I'm going to go on air and talk about my HIV status. But of course, there was always that fear factor, what if people reject me?
0: Mm. Mm. But
1: you know, you know, my dear, at that point, I was like, I just didn't care anymore because too many people were dying, unnecessary. And I just felt I needed to make a change. I needed to speak up, but obviously coming from a Muslim background, it was extremely difficult. Mm. Mm.
0: Talk a little so, bit. About, will you? Will you? T- we've got so short a time left, and I'm so sorry, but I, I want to know about <laughs> the work that you do uh, with positive, mm. the, the support group, positive Muslims. Mm. Can you talk about that?
1: Well, I realized that you know, after I disclosed my HIV status, you know, I became like you know a spokesperson for Muslim people living with HIV, and because I myself, I didn't, ha- I didn't have much knowledge, not much, uh, much um, information about it myself. But people would come to me, they would call me up and say, you know what, my family member, my mom or my dad is HIV positive, what can I do? And that is when I realized I needed to go further. So I went for counseling myself, and then I also started to do basic counseling courses around HIV. And that is how I could help the community. And eventually I realized, like I say, I cannot do this on my own. And that is why I basically opened up the care and support group for Muslim people living with HIV. Listen, and, I think it's believe I think, me... Sorry, go, go, go on, Fahmida, sorry. Sorry, believe me, we had so many Muslim people in that support group. It was unbelievable. And it was sad because the way they were rejected by their families. And once again, it made me realise that I could not stop talking openly about HIV. And I think that gave me the courage to just continue every day talking about it, educating people about it, inform people about it, and eventually, I became like a global icon. I would say mm. you know i will, mm. i would I would travel the world to other Muslim countries, even talking about my HIV status. And today, I must be honest with you, it's 25 years later that go for ARV medication. We have people that go for TB treatment because TB and HIV goes hand in hand. People are afraid to go to the clinics. So you go with them to the clinic, be that buddy for that person. Mm. And, and also for us people living with HIV, we need to be more open about our status. We are too quiet about it. Mm. Mm. People, I mean, even in the Muslim community, I'm still currently the only Muslim person that's openly talking about it. And I know there are plenty of them out there because I counsel them. Fakhmida, I'm so talking. sorry.
0: We, we we have to leave it there because we fast ran out of time. But yours is such a, a valuable story and an inspirational story. Um, And uh, we uh, we very much appreciate your time on the show this evening. That's Fakhmida Miller, um, who's joining us there, uh, talking about uh, HIV, awareness.